I don't really know how to start shows. Come on now, don't start, don't start liking me now. So yeah, I'm funny compared to, you know, well, you'll see later. I stand for mayhem! I know a lot of fucking idiots. I think a lot of shit is mean-spirited just because it goes against what they believe. But the relief of comedy is it takes things that aren't funny and it allows us to laugh about them for an hour. We got a purple suit to buy and a gigantic coffin. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Well, you got well, it. Usually I say, evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode oh. of uh, Why Are You Laughing? A history of comedy podcast. And today I'm pleased to introduce to you Dennis Miller, but I'm afraid you'll judge me for that. What do you mean? So now, now we're, I guess we're just in it now. Okay, well, go. All yeah, right. go. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I listen to the, You know that. I listen to the all show. Right. So go ahead. Well, you seem like, nervous. I'm not at all. Take that, was, it easy. that was my fun way of introducing the show with you. I don't really have guests ever. This is a comedy show? Yeah, that's right. Okay. We're after, you after a good start. <laughs> flying so far. And Go my ahead. guest today, folks, uh-huh. uh, the only reason you're hearing this show is because of this fine gentleman. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Kirk Minahan, for joining us today. I'm excited. I'm happy to be here, Mike. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a as you know, a Patreon subscriber. Yes. Um, I unsubscribed for a day. He came to my house, knocked on the door, and demanded. We, so we did it. Put I a, sent Craig. Put a gun. To I was in the car. Hand, but so, yeah, yeah that's what I was saying. I have to do it. <laughs> and so that's, I'm here. for all of you folks at home. That's what'll happen to you if you unsubscribe. So please go to blindmike.net uh, to find the Patreon. We give uh, bonus episodes there, as well as Apple, Spotify, YouTube, all the free links. Uh, you can find there as well. Two free months, by the way. If you subscribe for a year, right? Now. That's right. Yes, yeah, so better go, than me. I never think to say that. Go do so. that. Go do that. Yes, please. Um, so yeah, you uh, the the. Topic you chose was Dennis Miller, who I think is a very interesting subject because, like, I know I've known the name forever, mm-hmm. uh, but I've never thought of him as a great stand-up because I think of the generation I was born in. And then, right. like, when you look into him, he is. I think he honestly does like Seinfeld better than Seinfeld. <laughs> Way better. And yeah. I, to, to me, he's my favorite comedian of all time. And you're right. There's a dividing line. I don't know what that year is. Whenever that year is, he stopped becoming a great comedian. And just became sort of a cranky. You know, which, as I always say, like there are guys who have been completely obliterated by their left-leaning politics who become not funny anymore. Dennis Miller actually has become that way with the right-leaning politics. I yeah. don't know why he hasn't, and I guess he has, but he could easily do like what Gutfeld's doing better than Gutfeld. I'm not sure. He's older, so that's part of it. But yeah, he is a, a great stand-up comedian, was a great stand-up comedian, is a, was a huge influence on, including Norm and a bunch of guys. Like he's, yeah. also to me, I know you think Norm, he's also my favorite weekend stand-up guy. That's also partially because of my age, but- has had sort of a, a weird career that's, I think, a lot different than anybody else. So we was you just found him on Weekend Update and then started looking more into his yeah, comedy? Yeah, that's exactly right. So yeah, he, was yeah, on, yeah. Yeah, he was on Weekend Update and was just funny and, and, and sarcastic and made fun of celebrities. And it was just different than the traditional Weekend Update. I guess a little bit like Chevy as well. But, you know, it had been kind of Weekend Update. It's sort of been post-Chevy to Dennis Miller. Kind of a dormant. Right. They were really in like, they never found that guy, you know, um, Julie Dreyfus's husband did it for a while. Yeah, and it was not Aykroyd, great. Aykroyd and, um, did it. Jane Kerr. Jane Kerr. That didn't yeah. work. Like they really didn't. And once Dennis Miller got there, a lot like Norm, he was just a weekend update guy. Right. Like he was not. You didn't see very. He was. On, I remember him doing one skit with Matthew Broderick, and it was unusual to see Dennis Miller like on the show. And they said he did sketches, but it felt weird. Once he became like very popular for Weekend Update, yeah. it felt weird because on Update he's like the cool guy, and Correct. now you're seeing him play a character, which yeah. just felt weird. Right. 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 Yeah. And that kind of became like. I feel like he more than Chevy created the model for what Weekend Update is now because he was the longest running guy at the time. Mm-hmm. But now it's like Seth Meyers stayed there forever. Jost right. and Che have been there forever. Those guys are never And you're just a Weekend Update yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so he kind of right. created that, I think. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. Um, so he started out as, uh, this was one thing I found interesting that made the Monday Night Football thing make a little more sense. He did start like wanting to be a sports writer and a journalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. yeah. So he started that in college, ditched it very quickly, and basically said he wasn't interested enough in other people mm-hmm. to cover them for yeah. a living. Yeah. And uh, so that's when he started out stand-up. So our first clip is uh, hearing him discuss his first, uh, one of the first times he was ever on stage. I think this was with uh, the Fly in the Wall podcast with Carvey and Smith. I thought he was pretty good in this, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get much from that. It didn't, yeah, I, I think yeah, I yeah, mentioned yeah. this, that it yeah. annoys me that they don't talk much about SNL. But That's true, yeah. Yeah, but here's the clip. You know what? I I started, uh, and by the way, I want to say that uh, that night, you never know about people, do you? You know, you're mm-hmm. talking about when uh, people like jokes on this thing, mm-hmm. but when you're sincere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember there was this... Like sun god quarterback for our football team, yeah, and he was oh. the first guy to have a sun god super B four forty, you know, yeah. and a muscle super car. Stud, and he yeah. managed we a rusty scupper. His name was Mike Menegazzi. Roger Varwig. Yeah, you had one. We had one super stud. Yeah, and uh, I just ate it in front of 
150 high school friends and Oof. uh it's it's rough in a weird way because you're so uh you, you know you're so like an emotional hemophiliac then about people approving of you and it went horrible and i, I remember him coming up to me in the street yeah you never had the time of day for me or that turns yeah. out he he just we didn't cross paths but he said hey uh you should keep that up. You have something. And I know that this is always going to be brutal for you. That was tough. He said, but you have a funny sense of humor. You should keep it up. And he walked away. Really? Wow. And I remember thinking, um, after that, I got so much less neurotic about it. I remember thinking, really? nobody has put a gun to your head to get into this. Mm -hmm. no. uh, you could have been in Vietnam. You could have drew, you know, yeah. I, I drew a number where Charlie had to be bungee jumping off the St. Louis Arch for me to see any action. But... <laughs> And then he basically kind of said that that's where, like, uh, the nerves that he had early on is why he developed, like, the sarcastic asshole kind of right, character cool guy, as, like, yeah. a front for uh, how nervous he was. All yeah. The time, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that was always his, you know, in the stand-up, like, my, my favorite stand-up album of all time is his um, Off-White album. And in that one, he is, like, in full, like, cool guy shitting on everybody yeah. mode. And that was at that age. When I first heard it, I was, like, 15, 16. Uh, my buddy... Jim Russo and I would literally play that tape over and I can, I, I told you, I, I just bought the actual album the other day. Mm -hmm. I was amazed. I could recite still 30 years later. I could recite the almost verbatim. Yeah. You just, you know, he had that, yeah, that sort of, but yeah, he was the cool guy at the, uh, and that's, and that's one way to do it. And you're right. There, there is like a Seinfeld parallel, like parallel universe. Yeah. Where he's just, you know, he's not as, um. I guess he's not. As, he's not for every. Like Seinfeld is maybe this comedy for everyone. Dennis Miller is. He's got sort of obviously the references. He has the yeah. sort of asshole thing. He has a language where, you know, Seinfeld was more was a little more observational. I think like Dennis Miller actually just shit on. people. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Where uh, the early Miller Dennis Miller stuff is particularly like the straight stand up. Yeah. It's not him talking about like politics or celebrities. No, right? no, no, no. It no, is yeah. like I have a couple clips later that yeah. uh, that are like Seinfeldian. Right. And it's almost like he does come off as like you know, pompous and smarter than the room and everything. Yeah. But that is almost an everyman thing because you can relate to what he's talking. He's talking about IHOP or whatever, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah. You're right, yes, yes. Um, Which amazing. Seinfeld is, as we're speaking, like in, I think the next few months is going to release a movie on Netflix about... Pop-Tarts. Making of Pop-Tarts. Yes. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's spent the last 20 years of his life obsessed with Pop-Tarts. Yeah. It's a very strange, like, left turn for He's the a weird, most, the I, most I respect and hate him more than any other comic. Like, the most successful comedians ever lived. Yeah. Like, financially. Like, there's not even anybody in the conversation. Probably more than the next five combined. Uh, maybe not Kevin Hart. But he spent, like, the last 20 years consumed with Pop-Tarts. Right. It's a very weird thing for somebody. <laughs> it, it, he spent 10 years in a B-movie and 20 years in a fucking Pop-Tart. Yeah, it's like, for a while, people were like, oh, Seinfeld can't miss because he had uh, Seinfeld, obviously, and yeah. Comedians in Cars, great, and they were both yeah. big hits. But yeah. it's also, like... The things he's done, like, kind of on his own. Like, because yeah, even game, comedians in cars, he's just interviewing comedians. Like, the game show or whatever on uh, NBC. Marriage Ref. Yeah, it's just weird. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. But, yeah. But you're right. I, I actually never made that that comparison. I remember Seinfeld once. I forget the interview. I should have tried to find it before this. He was talking about how he doesn't like their com comedians mixing politics. Yeah. And he said the line. He's like, I miss my friend Denny Miller telling jokes yes yeah well i yeah. guess seinfeld and uh leno were like integral into getting miller into stand up like they helped him find a, yeah. a place to live and shit like that right yeah and he said leno was a huge mentor <laughs> and i know i've said this to you before but it seems like because you've said like i don't know who leno's is there any young comedians that are like oh i looked up to jay leno yeah it seems like Leno, the people that Leno influenced like were his peers which he's the only guy like that i yeah, know he kind of got off to a head start yeah so the guys who were like guys like Letterman and, and and Seinfeld look at him like he was already a god. Like when when they showed up in, in like Shandling, when they showed yeah. up in L.A., Leno was already off to the races and kind of doing the same act he does today. I yeah. think by and large. So I could see for people like that, they're like, "Holy shit, this guy is headlining already." Like, yeah. Who is he? How is he doing this? Was it like were a lot of your friends fans of Dennis Miller? Because no. to me, that seems nope. more strange than like I know you were a fan of Dice and Rickles, which yeah. seems perfectly normal to me. Yeah. Dennis Miller seems like an odd one. Well, I, you know my sense of humor, like. I would listen to these lines and I would be like, he, he has lines where he was like, um, he's talking about shitting on the South. Right. And he's like, Oh, uh, I think I have that. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'll tell it. And if we play, we play. Yeah. He's like, uh, they, they played, um, the Burt Reynolds film cannonball yeah, run. Yeah, oh, you yeah. have it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's we'll uh, clip number four, Dave. Clip actually. number four. Yeah. I think the only more backward place I've ever been is West Virginia. <laughs> I mean, this place makes Mayberry look like, like a, a think tank. tank. Uh, yeah. 
I went to see Burt Reynolds' film, Cannonball Run 2 in West Virginia. At the end of the movie, everybody broke up into individual discussion groups. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, for me at that age, like, that's just a very fun, like, nobody else, like, that's something my buddy Jim and I would laugh at because it's just a very funny, super specific line. Yeah. Like, because the movie's so dumb, of course, that these dummies need to, like, break this down is a very funny image to me. And then I think he says uh, using Deloise as a Christ figure. Yeah, recurring use is Deloise a Christ figure. I, uh, yeah, 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 But that's what I mean where it's, like, observa- it's smarmy and, like, snarky and sarcastic, but I do think there's, like, an everyman angle to it sure. because he's not talking about some high-minded subject. But that is, but it's I mean? also a very specific joke. Like, right. you have to understand, like, most of America, like, I think people listening to this probably don't understand. Um, there used to be a poll of like movie theater owners every year. Who's the biggest star in the world? I think it was a Quigby's poll. Okay. The biggest movie star in the world for five years in a row. Burt Reynolds was the biggest movie star in the world right, from right. the late 70s to early 80s. So for Miller to do that, he's telling a lot of the audience, you know, this guy you like in these movies that you like, like you're fucking idiots. Right. Like, and I think his audience felt that way too. I think they felt they were smarter than. So yeah. I, I, whereas Seinfeld, he did that, but it was sort of for everybody. But yeah, like I would hear jokes like that. It's like no other comedian was telling a joke like that. Like that specific, that yeah. sharp, that mean, but also like that funny. So yeah. I think what might have triggered the Seinfeld comparison for me was uh, I listened to a clip where he called it, Dennis Miller called into Stern about something. Yes. And uh, they were talking to him and Stern says like, ah, you'll get a TV show and you'll ignore us. Like, right. like Jerry did all that type of shit. And then I was like, oh, I could see, he never... I couldn't even find anything where like he had a failed pilot or something where that was you know called Dennis and he's the hip guy yeah. in the eighties or whatever. He had a very weird run. Man, I don't want to get in your timeline here, but he had a very weird run where he was like Michael Douglas's buddy in Disclosure, mm-hmm. and he was like Sandra Bullock's ex husband in The Net. Right. Like he had a he had a film. They tried it. They tried it. It just didn't. He was always Dennis Miller. Like it was yeah. like he'd be like I remember and I went to see Disclosure with my buddy Jim opening night because we were excited to see Dennis Miller in a movie. And uh, and at the beginning, he's like, they're talking about his single days. And Dennis Miller was like, you know, I don't know, man. You know, you got more ass than a car rental seat. I uh, It's like a real movie. And I'm like, oh, he's doing, he's like doing the Dennis Miller thing. Yeah, right. So it didn't, and he was a good looking guy, you know, and kind of a confident guy. So it seemed like, but I can't imagine him in like a late 90s, like, like I couldn't picture him like home improvement or something. It doesn't, doesn't work. That's why he always stood out as weird to me when I would see old, old clips of him. Like, cause by the time I was watching like SNL or anything, yeah, it was probably even after like Colin Quinn had already been. So right. I would see like old clips of Dennis Miller and he has this long hair. He's a good looking guy. And I'm like, right. what? it's a different set at the time. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, it didn't make sense to me that he would be like the weekend update. Guy. And the other year or two was kind of like, he was sort of the rock star of the show when everyone was yeah. waiting for a week and the crowd would go crazy and they'd do his, this weekend update, I'm out of here. And he would tell those kind of jokes. Yeah. Um, you know, like, uh, I remember, I think it was one of, one of the um, fam- different show kids have been arrested. It was a picture of Conrad Bain who played the dad. And I forget the joke it was basically like Conrad Bain, Conrad Bain level with TV dad or like whatever, like, Hell raising, like stuff like that, where he was super on the, yeah. you know, and like nobody told jokes like that. And that's like Chevy's jokes are always kind of, you know, if you watch Chevy Weekend Update now, it's not very funny. Right. If you watch Dennis Miller's Weekend Update now, because I watched funny. a couple, it's still funny. Like yeah. it might be dated, obviously. But he is deaf. There's a Chevy element oh, to him no where question. he's better than the audience. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he stole yeah. that from Chevy, yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so he, uh, he starts out in comedy, moves to New York. I think he was only in New York for like a year or something. He said, yeah. Yeah. Um, and he was writing, he would write jokes for, uh, we'll hear him talk about writing jokes for the tonight show in a second, but, um, he also wrote jokes for like playboy, which is funny. Like looking back at like history (laughs) shit, crazy because the the old joke is like, uh, Oh, I bet you read playboy for the articles, that sort of a thing. But it's like, that was a major publication that would have like massive interviews. And I can tell you, I did. Yeah. Like in the mid nineties, if they had uh, an interview with like a whoever, um, trying to remember when that one I would like Stern or somebody yeah you know it was like a 20 page interview yeah yeah so he finished uh second in some competition yeah um I think the joke was like uh there's not much difference between uh group therapy and group sex yeah uh group therapy you hear about their problems group sex you see them or something yeah, 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 and so I got yeah. him to finish second You're right, right and then uh he did a similar thing he knew a guy going on the tonight show and he wrote jokes for him and that's what got him kind of back into doing a little more stand-up that's our next clip I believe 
I go to the comedy club and I have some jokes and Joe Bolster buys three or four of them for 25 bucks a pop. And then I, I'm laying there watching on this TV that I have. It's so small. It's This is in the era of cables just come in, but I'm watching it on Rabbit Ears still. Yeah. I'm so broken. He does one of the jokes wow. on The Tonight Show. Whoa, and wow. Carson laughs. You know, it's Carson with an ascot on. That's how long ago it is. You know, he's sitting there with it. <laughs> and he uh, hits the table. Oh. And I remember thinking... I, you know what? I'm not a natural entertainer, but I've got to become the conduit for this or I'm going to fucking go crazy. How hey, old were you at this point? 24. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, so that's kind of what inspired him into get, like, he wanted to be a performer. I think that's where, like, a lot of guys split is there's a lot of people that would be like, ah, fuck this. I don't want to be on stage. I'd yeah. rather just write. Right. Um, and so that's where he got more into performing and everything. He went back to Pittsburgh and I guess hosted some sort of weird... It sounded almost like he was the Andy, an Andy Rooney type character. Oh yeah, on like this uh, evening news, sixty minutes ish local show. Okay, and he had like a Saturday morning for show for kids. Jesus, or I, guess, I think he was like the Linda Ellerby of Pittsburgh. Or <laughs> okay, something. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, yeah. So he was doing that, and then for whatever reason, like when he got um, SNL, like obviously did uh, Weekend Update and everything. But it feels like he there was some of this with Chevy Chase. But it feels like he was also the start of. For whatever reason, it seems like whoever's hosting uh, Weekend Update is some like natural fit in a talk show format. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he got pigeonholed. And that's probably why we didn't see like a Dennis Miller sitcom or something like that. Because people are like, oh, he has to be a talk show host. Yeah. For whatever reason, that was like the feel he had. I think it's persona. I, I just I'm trying to picture what kind of sitcom he'd be in, though. His persona was so like that. I just don't know where you put him. Yeah. Maybe he could be the second guy, I guess. Or like he could be like Niles Crane. I, I don't even know really how it would work. But yeah. He, um, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if he was ever, ever on a sitcom. Even like in the last so. 20 years. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think so. Obviously, we'll get to it later. He had a, yeah. He's had some late night shots, but yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to play one more clip from sure. his uh, stand-up. It's the one you introduced me to, actually. This is the first, I think it's the first stand-up clip of Dennis Miller I ever heard. And I was like, oh, he's actually a funny guy. Yeah, nice to be here. It's been a long day. Got up early, had breakfast at the International, International. <laughs> House, House of, of Pancakes. pancakes. <laughs> you know, as soon as you walk into the place, there's that distinct worldwide feel, huh? <laughs> yeah, I was baffled by the complex international menu, so... I just had the flapjack du jour, and... Uh, my syrup steward helped me with a selection. I, uh... Chose a very dry maple. It was... Busy, but never precocious. Uh... <laughs> That's again where I, I I feel like if he stuck to that, I think he would have been a much more. Uh, he's a pretty. I, I was gonna say much more influential comedian, but like there are guys in comedy that I hear refer to Dennis Miller a lot. I can see that. For you know, sure, yeah, I don't yeah. know that like mainstream. I don't know any people being like uh, oh Dennis Miller, but there's a lot of people in comedy or podcasting or whatever that say like oh i loved dennis miller growing up yeah i think he's a niche guy like i yeah. just don't think i i, I mean you know this peak he was playing big places but yeah i think there was that specific thing was not for like i knew like like you were asking me earlier other than my buddy jim none of my friends listen not, not all of my friends are super into stand-up anyway yeah but they were not into dennis miller as a stand-up comedian they they didn't fucking understand half the references probably and the right. references became then Obviously, I'm sure we'll get to the Monday night stuff, but it just yeah. became like a crutch almost. We're like, we get it. Yeah. You you are smarter than we are. We understand. Yeah, that's maybe where it became more of a shtick and why his Correct. career suffered a little bit. Because in that, the, the two stand-up clips we played, I think it's perfect where it's almost like the way uh, Family Guy did it in the sense that Family Guy was talking to you know, 15-year-olds. I didn't get half the references sometimes. Right. But you understood the context. Yeah, why it's funny. Which yeah. still made it funny. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's right. But yeah, so he, uh, he moves to L.A. for a while. Like I said, Leno uh, hooked him up with his uh, living situation there, kind of a mentor to him. Mm -hmm. um, and then he got an audition for Saturday Night Live, uh, which he said, I guess, uh, he had to go to dinner with um, Nicholson afterwards and Lauren Michaels, yeah. which he viewed as like a test to be like, are you going to be gushing over celebrities or whatever? Right. Um, and he passed, obviously. And he, he, I think in that moment, it was also a thing where it's cooler than the room... Uh, persona probably helped him. Yeah. Because he wasn't asking a bunch of questions and things like that. Uh, but he was on, he started on SNL in the weirdest era. 
uh, which he talks about here. This yeah, is where his, his um, first year was like the Robert Downey year, right? Yep. And like Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Probably the weirdest year in show history. Yeah, and I think him and Lovitz are the only guys that uh, maybe one other. That they survived. do a whole thing at the end of it with Lovitz. The end of the season, they basically kill everybody off. And they pull him out. Yeah, right? they pull Lovitz out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, he's talking about that. His uh, first year on SNL. Uh, yeah. So, well, one, and you get. To- year was weird. We had a. It was like the St. Valentine's Day Massacre the first year, and it was with very talented people. But I don't know that they mixed. Randy Quaid was on. Randy was a genius. So funny. And a great actor. Robert Downey Jr. became the biggest star in the world. Anthony Michael Hall from mm-hmm. 16 Candles and all that stuff. Um, Joan Cusack, who ended up being nominated for an Oscar. You're talking about uh, Denise Vance, Terry Sweeney, the first openly gay guy on Saturday Night Live. We had a good crew, but it was... Listen, man, you need that Tinker's Devers to Chance thing, turning the double play or something. You need cohesion. There's got to be somebody who sets the table for Joe Morgan and Johnny Bench in the three and four hole. You know, there's got to be guys who David Concepcion and right. Cats who get on, mm-hmm. and we didn't quite have that. So a bunch of guys, it was a bloodbath at the end of the first season. I think they kept Lovitz and I and Nora Dunn. But mm-hmm. then the second season... All of a sudden, uh, Lauren gets more actively involved again. He takes it back from Franken and Davis, who were the producers in my season. Lauren was there, but more in an executive producer, guys, that first season. Lauren takes over. All of a sudden, I'm seeing Phil Hardman. Mm. seeing Dana Carvey right. halfway through the season. You're seeing Mike Myers, who's this mm. kid. Uh, then you're seeing Jan Hooks. And mm-hmm. you're just thinking, man, he's turning this into the 27 Yankees. This is murderer's row, man. Yeah, he was there at such a weird... I think, like, it's probably not long after, like, Gilbert was there also. A couple of years, yeah. They had a weird run where it's like they had guys who ended up being funny or talented and successful, but, like, didn't make sense for... They didn't know what they were yet, I don't think, on SNL. No, yeah, the the years where Lauren wasn't there. Yeah, the Ebersol. Yeah, they had the biggest star of all time there. Yeah. But, yeah, it was... um, yeah, that, but probably not the worst time to slide in there. And then you kind of, like you said, they were, sort of, they were completely off the... It was actually perfect move by Lauren. He jumps back in when the show's at its lowest right. and just completely rebuilds it to his yeah. credit. Like had a great eye for building for me. And it's everybody who goes to high school. It's their favorite cast. But for me, the best group ever, like ever that, that group, which then led into the Sandler, Farley, Spade, Rock, Schneider. Yeah. So, I mean, it was like into feral, like 15 years of just craziness. And you hear all the, like the horror stories of how bad SNL was as like a work environment back then and everything. Mm-hmm. But everything I've seen about both Dennis Miller and Phil Hartman were the two guys that like completely embraced like Sandler and Farley <laughs> yeah. and those young yeah, guys. Yeah, they like, They still. really liked them. Yeah, and I, and I think Miller's pretty good and still like obviously he's extremely now you know viewed as a right wing guy. But like I, I don't I I know he's on Kimmel a couple of years ago. He did that. Like he'll do anything. I, I don't think anybody dislikes him. It seems like he's gotten yeah. through that sort of... And I know he's definitely right-wing, but he doesn't seem like um, on his... I, I think he quit his podcast because he hated how political things Yeah, I think, he's, I think he's pro-choice. Like yeah. I think he's more of, honestly libertarian, but now that's viewed as crazy as well, so right, he can't right, win. Right. But yeah, he goes in, he kind of, and then he takes over Weekend Update and has a, a just unbelievable run, becomes a... Becomes a really big star. Yeah. Um, did I skip a clip in there, Dave? I think there's him talking about it being a social critic, right? Yes, you did. Yeah. So um, this is t- him talking about the role he kind of developed at SNL where, uh, you know, maybe he got pigeonholed into being a certain character. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Well, well, and, and you get to do it kind of talking shit about that world a little bit. Like you get to be a social critic, being a comic. Who's and, this? What is you this? know, doing. It's just some random interview. Okay. <laughs> I just found it. I listened to one that he did. I just did a search for him months ago. He did one with Jimmy Connors and Jimmy Connors' yes. son. I, th- I forget if I have a clip from that no. or not, but yeah. yeah. And yeah. I was like, is that Jimmy? Ten- the tennis <laughs> Jimmy yeah. Connors? Yeah. He's like, Jimbo! <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was like, this is great. I think he was on with him a couple times. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. And what you did on SNL where you get to like point out the things that yeah, you I'm think. Yeah, I'm trying to remember when I was a comic before that, and I don't think I was a social critic. I, it was more mindless stuff. Yeah. You know, just... But once you get that gig, yeah. you're lucky to get any sort of space in their head and they think of you as a topical comedian it kind of i never you know people always say did you want to get pigeonholed as yeah i'm glad they pigeonholed me as anything right what there's like a hundred thousand people trying this how many get out of the how many get off the pad they're mm-hmm. talking about two you. three right. yeah, that's jimmy connor's right there <laughs> oh yeah okay yeah do whatever the they want yeah 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 i was like is that the tennis i don't understand yeah, <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, yeah i've ran because i did a search i was like i haven't heard him in a while i wonder if he's doing anything and he did uh <laughs> He did that, yeah, yeah. I think that, I think there's there's yeah. He got, but but he's always been. Whenever I read things about him, or 
He's not. He's, there's no bitterness at all. No, right? that's what I kind of liked. About, well, there's two ways to go with that, and one would be that like it's probably a lot better for his just mental yeah. health and everything that he's like, hey, yeah, that's what I am now. But it's all. It also like he. I think he had a lot more potential that he kind of ignored for the sake of being like, oh, well, that's how people think of me, so that's what I'll do. Now I'll do a political show on HBO and this and that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think he could have done more probably, but never did. Yeah, I was listening to Seinfeld the other day, some interview, and he was like, whenever Carlin would do, like, politics, I was like, this is boring. So, I mean, I think that's the way a lot of comedians now view Miller. Like, oh, okay, I get it. Like, you were really funny once, right. and now you've made this sort of right turn, and that's okay. Especially in the 80s and 90s, where now it's like you're, you know, you're a hero for talking, unless you're on Dennis Miller's side. But, like, right, right. But like it's courageous. They pretend it's courageous yeah, to yeah. talk politics. Whereas yeah. in the 80s and 90s, people just tune it out. And, you know, politics was more of a niche thing, oddly, where, like, people would be like, oh, it's a political comedian. I don't give a fuck about him. You know? It's funny. The two guys who seem most likely to have massive careers in late night television from SNL, the first one was Chevy Chase. Yeah. Everyone always thought was going to take over for Carson. And when he got his late night show, I was like, oh, well, he's going to be a big star. That lasts, I think, six weeks. You haven't yeah. done that yet, have you? Yeah. Uh, we talked about Chevy in yeah. general. Oh, yeah, not right. specifically I mean, his talk show. But you can almost do one on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then the second one, to me, I was like, oh, you know, Dennis Miller will be a great late night talk show. Yeah. So when he got the Fox, Fox obviously was trying to do this for years. When he got the Fox, and I was like, oh, this will be a great fit. And you know what? The minute you watch it, you're like, oh, he's not as comfortable. He's not the cool guy anymore. He seems a little nervous. And once that happened, the show was kind of dead. And I know he yeah. had an HBO run, and they, 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 they tried him a lot of places, but he just wasn't natural sitting in that chair. It's a weird thing. Well, that's why I think it's weird that I mentioned how, like, for whatever reason, people think it's a natural, like, oh, weekend update to a talk show. But it's like, not talking to any human beings on weekend. You know what I mean? Right. You're introducing a character, maybe. Yeah. But like Carson had to pretend every single celebrity had, he had on was interesting. Right. Which I, I can't imagine Chevy or Dennis Miller doing that. No, and I, and I also think Chevy, less so Dennis Miller, because Dennis Miller would try, but Chevy just had no interest. He wasn't yeah. a listener. Seth Meyers, whether you like his show or not, I've watched a lot of it. You can tell he's engaged. He's having a conversation. Yeah. And I think Dennis Miller would try, but I think Dennis Miller's sort of persona was a lot every night, I think, for people for a night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. Didn't, I don't know how long that lasted, the original Fox one. Well, uh, that's like six months or something. Yeah, it was not long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But f we have a little more of him on SNL. Oh, good. Right? Is the Dana Carvey impression the next clip? <laughs> you know, I, for one, am glad to welcome Gary Hart back. This is da Dennis Miller race. versus Dennis Miller. Very fun. That heinous a sin to begin with. I've often thought there were certain women in the world that I'd sleep with and risk losing the presidency for. Donna, baby, I, I just never thought you were one of them. Let's put it this way. If you're the last woman I see on my way out of Houlihan's, I'm still going to end up buying a copy of Swank later that night. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Gary Hart's an okay guy. Certainly no better or worse than the rest of them. Nice to have you back, Gary. Give him hell. Now, here with an opposing viewpoint is me. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dennis. Thank you, Dennis. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So Gary Hart wants back in the race. Yeah, right, back. Yeah, this guy sleeps with every dame on the planet I'm supposed to forgive and forget. What am I, Mother Teresa over here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why don't we just go all the way and nominate Lorenzo Lamas for the presidency? <laughs> and I guess that's impossible. Wouldn't want to leave that huge gap on Falcon Crest. <laughs> <laughs> so, Very funny. I think that his head's bobbing around too. Yeah. He's doing the whole thing. Oh, he does a perfect yeah. Dennis yeah, Miller. The hair. Yeah. And to Miller's credit, he's not like, you know, remember what a baby Carson was. Like, right. He's, he loved Carvey, so it was very funny. Yeah. Well, that's the th but the thing I found interesting is like I think it speaks to how big Dennis Miller was on that show, because I don't remember anyone a cast member getting an impersonation of That's that. true. That's true. Yeah. You know? That's a good point. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, I guess yeah. it's easiest to do on weekend update like right. that. But yeah. I don't remember that with I can't think of another yeah. cast member. <laughs> that's funny though. And he's also you know, it's funny, Dana Carvey, I've listened to some of that podcast where he's basically like, I don't write jokes either. Right. I almost wonder if Dennis Miller wrote those jokes for Dana Carvey. I, well, so like, um, I remember Jay Moore used to do a Colin Quinn yes. impression. Yeah. And it was very funny because Jay Moore would like somehow get smarter pretending to <laughs> right, be Colin right. Quinn. So Colin would write the jokes? So I wonder if it was almost like that where he's like, I know I have to be smart right. as Dennis Miller. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, going to like yeah. just channel some energy yeah. that he has. Yeah, that's funny. Um, so yeah, at the time, Dennis Miller was the longest front. I think he was there for uh, six seasons six on SNL. Six years, yeah. Um, and was going to renew his contract until he had a kid, I guess. That was the inspiration for him to leave uh -huh. and start uh, making more money and everything. And so that's when he started the show you were referring to. The Fox show was more of like a syndicated show, I guess. Yes, it was. Which just ended up on Fox probably mm -hmm. in most places. Yeah, like, like Arsenio was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Um, which I didn't realize. So I guess it was bef- right before Letterman had left NBC. Because I was like, that's very, the, the reason they wanted Dennis Miller competing with uh, Leno, in their mind, was because Miller was very Letterman-y. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's weird. <laughs> because you have Letterman, yeah. who I assumed it was just like a foregone conclusion that he would leave and uh, go to CBS or something. <laughs> yeah. But apparently not. Because I don't think you would put Dennis Miller in that position if you knew Letterman was also going to be there. Is that the right timing? Sense. Is that right? I gotta look that up. It's before Letterman left and when they knew Leno was taking over, I believe. It's like 91. Oh, okay. So Carson had announced he was leaving, yeah. I think, by that point. Huh. Yeah, because I mean, I know Fox made a run at Letterman. Right. So, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that is strange. But I think he was, uh, it was kind of his time. You know, yeah, it seemed like he, um, I always thought, you know, that he would wind up as a, like I said, pretty good late night show host, but it just didn't, Fox is just weird too. They could never, to this day, they just, they just never figured that out. No, that was all, that's where you heard like Conan was going to go yeah. or Leno. Like it was yep. always the spot. John Rivers and, failed. And they they never, yeah, af- yeah. Yeah. After, uh, and was Pat Sajak also? Pat Sajak Fox? was CBS. Oh, okay. But yeah, but no, but it was, you know, they would try these, you know, guys where Chevy was. Yeah. And it just never, for some reason, never landed. And I think at the time, I remember the uh, <clears throat> one of the reasons uh, Letterman didn't want to go there was that amazingly, at that, even at that point in history, Fox was not available at night to 100% of the Americans. It was, it, oh, tell, really? it was like 85% or something. Yeah, that's very weird. Yeah, it was a strange. There were certain big markets that didn't have it. Yeah. Which is nuts. That was... Uh, Probably before football, which I think then kind of closed everything. But yeah, but yeah, that didn't work out. And then and then he was kind. Of, it was funny watching him at the end of SNL. SNL is weird in that, like he was part of that Hartman group. Yeah. And then when the next guys came in, he embraced them. But then he suddenly kind of went from being the cool guy to all of a sudden like Sandler and Spade and Farley were kind of the new. You were, he right. Kind of, he was kind of and became then the, he felt like an old. Yeah, guy. kind of the dad at that yeah. point. Meanwhile, he was I don't know, his early thirties, probably mid thirties. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, like I still love him. I'm like, oh yeah, he's still there. Like he probably shouldn't be there anymore. It's better to leave, I think, SNL a year or two early, early, a year or two late, yeah. which he did. I, I think his run was perfect. He kind of turned his back on SNL for a long time after that. Oh really? I saw one. He was at like the 25th anniversary. Him and uh, was, Chevy and Norm were there. That was the was that the 25th or was that the um was that the one they just had? It wasn't the 40th? Okay, no, he, just, yeah, he was, was at the 40th, 40th yeah, with yeah, those yeah. guys too. Yeah, but he was in that James Andrew Miller book. Uh, he and Eddie Murphy were the only ones who didn't cooperate. Oh, really? They didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Huh. He had a strange, you know, he never came back. Yeah. Like, I don't think he ever hosted, right? No, but then you wonder, like, was there a point where he would have been big enough to host? You know, I guess maybe just because he's an alum, <laughs> they would have him in. But. Even the first year when he has a late night. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess that might be true. Yeah. But yeah, but I mean, he was in movies. Like I said, he was in Disclosure, which is a big movie. But yeah, he. I don't know. I don't know his Lauren relationship. Yeah. You know, he doesn't really touch it. He's not one of these guys who spends a lot of time. There are guys like that, like Spade and uh, Carvey. You spend a lot of time on their SNL history. Bill Hader does a lot of it. Yeah. I don't hear Miller doing much. Well, I mean, even when he was on that show, they didn't talk about yeah, it. So, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Um, so he's, is the next clip, Dave, him talking about that show? Yep. The, uh, yeah. Let's hear that. The Tribune show. I, I Man, I was off that stage into a pneumatic tube and on my way <laughs> to Santa Barbara. You know, it was. I was glad to get the out of there. Tom Snyder? It, it is. It certainly is. Well, I wanted to do that Tribune syndicated show mm-hmm. because, quite frankly, the, at the end of the day, you roll the dice, and if you hit in syndication, you make so much money. A lot of money. You're printing money. A lot of money. And yep. I thought, i got to roll the dice. I've been on SNL sure. six years. It's. I think the demo there is 14 to 18. They might act like they're... Algonquinian, but I, I think they're targeting kids. I was a 35-year-old guy. I thought I better go try sure, this. Sure, sure. So I got whacked after six months, and quite frankly, I wasn't saddened at all because no, I was in that me. unfortunate place where I wanted to try it and I wanted it to be successful. But if it would have been successful, I would have been on TV every night for the rest of my life, and I was already, I think, on the early verges of a nervous breakdown. You know, I remember standing backstage some nights thinking, "Oh Christ, what am I doing?" It's like I heard I read an excerpt in Stephanopoulos's book about where you know he's right where he wants to be finally yeah. in the belly of the beast with Clinton, the most powerful man in the world. He's his aide de camp, and he's in there flaming out because he hates it. And that's kind of where I was. I finally got the gig I thought I wanted wanted and it was just a night you see that's i think that's actually the last episode of tom snyder oh show, is that right was, yeah, was, i think oh, he was really? his last guest yeah oh yeah. wow yeah um but yeah i i that's an interesting that's probably true of a lot of guys that end up getting those jobs is like mm-hmm. they're successful and then they realize it's fucking five days a week every single week it's crazy you know yeah, what i mean, I mean what was snl 22 episodes or something yeah 
he did stand up. I mean, not stand up. Uh, SNL weekend update. It was not. It was a lot of work. I'm sure, but not a lot, a lot of work. This is right. every single night. For, I mean, you know, look. If it had been crazy successful, it's actually possible he'd still be on the air now. Right. Like at age 67 or whatever he is doing. So I mean, it's yeah. I mean, Lemo's still doing TV. Sure. So yeah, I, I wonder how much. I mean, he must have made. They must have given him a fortune up front, though. You think is there a. Because he only had like, I think it's six or seven months, he said. Yeah. Which is as long as like Conan was on the Tonight yeah. Show. Um, if he had longer, like, could it have been successful? Or was it no, just... No, I think... Because I, I think the, even he says his act runs dry. Yeah, and I think the Letterman of it all, too. Letterman, like, peaked at the beginning of CBS. I think that would just... It just wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Yeah, no. He wasn't... He wasn't built for an every night. Like, he's not a super friendly... Not that Letterman is either, but like there's that Leno of it all and that Carson of it all where everybody can kind of get together and watch it. Yeah. That's not Dennis Miller. Now, it's not really Letterman. It's not really Conan either, but like, yeah, I, I think it, it would have warned people out. Like, I was not a big fan of his HBO show even really at that point. Right. Like, I was getting kind of, at that point, it was starting to start to peter out. Yeah. Was there, uh, like, um, I always feel weird saying like he's clearly influenced by Letterman because they were coming up at the same time. I don't know? think so. But yeah, there's clear similarities. Yeah, I don't think he was influenced by him, but I think he was. I just think I actually think of all the comedians, he might be the smartest of them. He's, yeah, you know, really well read. You hear his vocabulary. His mind is going three thousand miles an hour. Yeah, I almost like he's too smart for his own good sometimes. Where he gets into yeah. these crazy, you know. And then, like I said, he released books called like Rants and Rants Two, and he became defined by these like rants and these arcane like you know references yeah. and it's kind of like I, I kind of lost that guy who i really liked in the late 80s early 90s at that point like but although i will say um again my friend jim and i saw him this was after the, sh the late night show had failed this was before which i'm sure we'll get to uh monday night mm -hmm. um <clears throat> he did the show at the hampton beach casino yep he's fucking great i still remember one of the jokes he told because he was talking about he was like, there's somebody, you know, somebody asked me the other day, like, you know, you're old. You don't still jerk off. He was like, he's like, let me tell you something. Guys jerk off. He's like, I'll tell you right now. I was in the hotel room a mile from here this afternoon. The Price is Right was on. I pulled on my pants and masturbated to one of the women on the show. <laughs> he just told this fun, very funny. And I was like, oh, he can still do it. And I remember the show ending and Jim and I were outside and we saw him being walked to his limo. And for some I was like 20, it was probably like 96, 97. I was like 22. Let's go see if we can get him. We ran after the limo for some reason. I have no fucking idea. Why, what would happen if it stopped? It didn't stop. Or, I, remember, I remember it ended. We kind of looked at each other like, oh, that was kind of weird. And we walked back to the car. But he was very, very funny that night. I only saw him do stand-up twice. That was the second time, but he fucking killed that night. And I'm sure he's, you know, I shouldn't say I don't know if he's still funny. I mean, he does like tours like Bill O'Reilly now, so I don't know how yeah. funny it is, but yeah. But you can even hear him like uh, when he says Algonquinian. Yeah, like, in, in the interviews, very you can hear he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that you know wearing on people after a while. I wonder is he was he like that? Is he talk like that as a teenager? Or just adopt that persona? I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, obviously he's like well read and everything, but very I don't know well if that's how he would naturally speak if not for that character. Yeah, know? I find it interesting. He's not been on comedians and cars getting coffee. I found that interesting. I don't know why. I always noted that that it felt like. Oh, he's that is very odd. Because yeah, they had some friendship. When they yeah, were contemporaries, and you know, I, I bet you Seinfeld's like. I don't want to get into this political bullshit. Yeah, just have people protesting. Yeah, his, yeah, yeah. right. Um, what's next, Dave? Where are we at? You got the HBO show if you want. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> he did, um, after that show, find a role that he seemed uh, much more comfortable in. And you, like you said, that it didn't necessarily take off, but he was on like for nine years. He had a good run, yeah. So yeah. over 200 episodes. Yeah, he had Rickles on a couple of times. Uh, well, I mean, my favorite guest was Norm, which we'll, yeah, uh, we'll, we, we'll end with that. But we loved. I mean, you know, and Norm loved him, I think. Yeah, 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 for sure. Remember he had Rickles on, and like, Rickles comes, and he's all excited, like everyone is for Rickles. He's like, Rickles! And Rickles <laughs> is like, what? What do you What do you want? Right. And he started insulting Dennis Miller, and Miller was having like spasms. He was really like flopping all over the place. It's yeah. actually very, if you find it, it's on YouTube. If you find it, it's very funny. And I, and I should say, I, I would watch the show, because I liked, I actually liked his interviews, and it was a very late, they tried to do more like a relaxed format. Yeah. Um. But he would do like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to go on a rant here. And he would rant and you're like, oh, it's like, it's yeah. not. It's That's like, another thing. You know, what's interesting about Dennis Miller is there's so many catchphrases of his I've heard, but didn't relate it to Dennis Miller at all. Yeah. Like, I don't want to go on a rant here. I remember like that and being referenced to like 30 Rock and shit. Yeah. Oh, right. No right. idea it was Dennis Miller. <laughs> but, they got, but those rants, even then were getting more hyper political, like both ways. Like I remember, I, I think I told you this on, on my, on the show. He was hosting something. It was like MTV Video Music or something when Clinton got elected. Mm -hmm. And back then he was like, yeah, pretty pretty cool. We got one of our guys in office now, huh? <laughs> so like even then he was like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, all right, so yeah, let me hear him talk about the uh, HBO show. How did you get the gig? You know you've got the best gig in showbiz. What do you do, 26 yeah. half hours a year? Well, it's a good lesson for anybody about, uh, you know, what is that old quote about life is what happens while you're making other plans? And there's no truer example of that to me. I got whacked from that show, mm -hmm. and I thought, oh, God. Uh, now, you know, I remember thinking my game plan was going to be get in the back of the line for a couple years and just shut up. Yeah, you've told me that. But, yeah. You know, and, and then uh, I got a call from Michael Fuchs at HBO, who just happened to be a fan of mine. And he said, listen, I know you're wounded right now. Take a while and uh, get your head together and then come here and work for me. Wonderful. Oh, I mean, it was like such a, you know, a stamp of approval. I knew I had a gig again. Sure, hope And now, sure. I'm telling you, I do have the best gig. Yeah, I mean, do. HBO is nothing but supportive for me. I do have a half hour, 26 weeks a year. And, you know, at the beginning, I remember angling to get on every week. And HBO just saying, you know, we're not a, we're not a classic network. No. We... We don't want you for more than 26. We, we like what you do. We're not denigrating you. We just don't program like that. Weeks and it is perfect because that latter part of the year is just sorbet. I think my monkey trick gets tired if you watch it every night. Yeah, so he even acknowledges yeah. that. Yeah, <clears throat> which is smart. Yeah, I mean, even that clip, you're kind of like, oh my God. Just, his <laughs> mind is always like, he's, a, you know, I liked him. So I probably like him best in like a tight, like hour long set. Right. Like, I just like, I, that's how I like him. Yeah, and but I mean HBO like was smart at the time because they had him for half the year and then Chris Rock for at yeah. least for a period, yeah. which is like two completely different dynamics. Right. So that's a cool way to do yeah. it. Yeah. But I'm surprised because I find Dennis Miller very funny now. The more I've looked into him, I'm surprised he didn't just have Bill Maher's career. You know, yeah, I guess because the political side he's on, maybe. But I guess, but back then, he, back then he wasn't though. Like, right. When that, not really. He was kind of in the middle, like Maher. Like he was not. You know. Yeah, he would have done. He would have done that actually really well. Yeah. Really well. I mean, yeah, maybe the Monday good, Night Football thing derailed it because it was I they were so. on at the same time. I think there was a little crossover where that show ended in like 2002, I thought. And then uh, I think he was on Monday Night Football in like 2000, 2001. Umar show ended? No, uh, Dennis Miller. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yes. Um, yeah, that's probably right. He was at the network. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I don't, you know, that's a good point. I, yeah, I know. And they're, they're, they seem very similar. They're both similar. smarmy and sarcastic. And yeah, well, Demar had it on Comedy Central at first, though, right? Yeah, and then it moved to ABC. Yeah, and so it was that was probably it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, he would have been totally fine. And I think actually better. Yeah. Like, Mar has now become... Like, when I hear whatever, I mean, that's a different... Are you going to do him at some point or not? I'm sure, yeah. I actually wrote a very funny book about... A uh, fiction book about comedy years ago, Bill Maher. Very funny. But um, but yeah, that's, that, that, that would have been a good spot for him for sure. In a way, that's kind of what his show was a little bit yeah. on HBO. But yeah, that, that would have definitely worked. Did he have a big influence on Mark? Because they seem so similar, but I don't hear that comparison. I think they're really. contemporaries, though. Yeah. Like, no, I'm, I'm trying to think of if Miller's never on there, right? I don't watch it. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I feel like point. he should be. That'd be, yeah. a good, that'd be a good spot for him. Yeah. I don't know. What's next, Dave? Uh, offending public figures. Oh, yeah. So this is him talking about becoming more of a... It's a I think it's an interesting explanation of how to not be a phony with a lot of this shit. I thought it was kind of good. I don't even try to hide from it. I, there are people who should dislike me. I did a joke one night about uh, Barry Goldwater had married some 30-year-old woman mm -hmm. or something, and I did a joke on Weekend Update or somewhere about uh, the new Mrs. Golddigger, I mean Goldwater. You know, it's just a throwaway <laughs> yeah. about a third. And I met the daughter of the woman, and she came up to me in a restaurant, and she got right in my face and said, that was of you. That was, that's my mother, and you know what? I, I wasn't even going to do that thing where you try to self-efface your way out of it. I, I said, I'm sure you really dislike me, and you should. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm in the business of knocking these jokes off once in a while. That mm -hmm. didn't seem like the most hurtful joke to me, but to you it must have been. And I, I would, I, if I even apologized to you, that's phony to me. It was a joke. I did it. You mm -hmm. should dislike you should me. me. You should dislike me. Seems like kind of a genuine way of rationalizing. All yeah, that he's shit. never been like you know. You never see him flip out. You never see any like social like nothing. Yeah, he's no. He's never. That's like there's sort of an old school. I think most of those guys. I don't know some are sensitive, but like the Seinfelds, the Lenos. I've heard Leno say a million times, like yeah, what? Like, I, I heard yeah. him. He was just with somebody the other day. I heard him. Uh, who who was he just on with? Who was just on with? He's on with um. Oh, he's on with uh. Spade and um. Oh, oh, Spade yeah. and Carvey, yeah. Yeah, and they were like, did you have a problem with people making fun of your, you know, he had these accents, like he got, got burned up. He's like, no. He's like, how would I get, how can I get mad at anybody? Right, like, I do that like, to everyone else. Yeah, so, I can't, yeah. you know, I can't. There's, I don't know if that's pre, the guys who are pre-social media, maybe have 
Thicker skins, or didn't have to build the skin? I don't know. Yeah. What, what are you looking at, Dave? You're acting something. Sorry, that was a huge breaking news. <laughs> oh, is there? Well, 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 so, we, we don't have to break news now. Go ahead. We'll do it. Now. You'll hear about it in two weeks, folks. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Um, so, well, the, the thing I found, like, for whatever reason, that uh, sparked the comparison in my mind, because I... Uh, it reminded me of um, when David Spade referred to Eddie Murphy as like a, sh- a falling star or something like that on SNL. He did some celebrity update and Eddie Murphy had like a huge problem with it. Yeah, the Spade joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. I was like, that's so... And Mike Myers ah. too famously. I think Tina Fey told the story where she told some joke on 30 Rock about how he's famously an asshole, which he famously is an asshole. Right. And he was upset about it where she was like, if I made the joke about Ron Howard, who's famously a great guy, like... He wouldn't get mad. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. But it's like, you gotta, I mean, I don't know, you know. It's interesting though, I think it says something to almost like Dennis Miller didn't get big enough That's true too. to become an asshole like that. That's probably true <laughs> You know true what I mean? Too, Where Eddie yeah. Murphy's huge and starts to think his shit doesn't stink, you know? Right, yeah. That's probably true too. But yeah, the, that general, you know, like the Seinfelds, the Shanlings, those guys never seemed to get work because they knew it was all, you know, Yeah. 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 Uh, what's next, Dave? We'll fly through these to get to this breaking news. It's not that big. No. Right. In this world, it's not. <laughs> I was just shocked. Uh, Al Michaels. Oh, yes. And finally, we're at uh, Monday Night Football. Ah, Albino. I, uh... <laughs> so, I guess, by all accounts, they really wanted to uh, recreate the Howard Cosell vibe. Yes. And then they still wanted to do that with Tony Cornheiser. Because I remember when I was a kid. Yep, exactly They would talk right. about Tony Kornheiser and be like, they want that Cosell but vibe. Kornheiser, I think, was worse because he would do like these pre-written essays where he's trying to be like, you know, that Oh, thing. really? I got to say, like, at the time, it didn't work out. But I have no issue when people take swings like this. Yeah. Like, why not? Like, you you, you had, you know, you're going to put in the booth Boomer Esiason, Dan Fouts, Troy. Yeah. Like, it was different. It didn't work. But I like I like when people, you know this, when people try something, and if it fails, it fails. Like, right. this didn't work out. And by the way, like, it it, it did, didn't sound natural on television. It just yeah. didn't. It just didn't work. No, but I will say I was ready to do just an hour making fun of Dennis Miller Monday Night Football shit, but I couldn't find... Like, I found clips of him doing games and stuff, and yeah, it sounds out of place, but it's, it not, it's it, not, like, mockably bad, I don't no, think. It but is. it was... When it happened, a like people were, like, outraged. I remember right. when I remember, Marsky, yeah, USA Today was, like, the number one sports media guy, and he was, like, all worked up, and it, his first game was that um, Hall of Fame game, you know? Mm-hmm. And I watched like everyone else, and I bet you got a massive number. And it, but it didn't quite work because Michael's, I figured it was Michael's Deerdorf, maybe? Um, Dan Fouts. Oh, it was Fouts, right. Yeah, yeah. Fouts and now Michael's. And um, and it would be like, you know, he'd be like, Michael's would be like, whatever, third and eight, pass out. Brent Jones dropped uh, fourth down. Maybe a pause, and Miller would be like, fourth down. It's like, I kind of remember, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen a. <laughs> I haven't seen somebody take a chance like that since, you know, whatever. And the Michaels would be like, yeah, I can tell Michaels liked him. <laughs> yeah. But well, it just didn't, it just didn't, it didn't work. I, I think mean, Michaels liked him. Al Michaels, in every interview, he said, I was amazed. He said, I thought it wasn't going to work when I heard about it. Yeah. But he's, he goes, I was amazed at his football knowledge. Like he actually, and maybe that's just Michaels blowing smoke up his ass, yeah. but he seemed genuinely like impressed with how much actual, like, you know, in game knowledge that he had. Yeah. I almost feel like it would have been better for just the two of them. Nothing gets fouts, but Michaels, as you know, is like a good sport. Yeah. So I don't Well, know. it's also hard. I don't even know what Dan, you know, I, I didn't listen to the broadcast at the time, yeah. but like, um, it seems hard to just have a third guy who's supposed to be there to pepper in jokes. Right. You know what I mean? That's a weird spot in a booth because it's unnatural. Yeah. It's not kind of like even the way like Barstool does it where you have Portnoy and Big Cat there. It's like, they're the ones talking about the game. Right. So it's natural <laughs> that they're throwing a couple jokes. Yeah. Whereas Dennis Miller, it was almost like, you know, ring the bell and he's supposed to come up with well, something. Well, I was the thing, is that you're right. Dennis Miller, Dennis would then try and pepper in some actual, once in a while, some analysis. And you're yeah. kind of like, well, even if this is right, this doesn't feel. <laughs> yeah, like, right, why right. Dan Fouts is like, what's going on? It right. didn't, but I guess I like, I like when people take chances. It, it very rarely, but you know, like the Manning cast was a chance. You yeah. know, it happened to work. Like, I think that right. would have been better in today's world. If you had... In that era, if you had that level of accessibility, if you would put Dennis Miller and, I don't know, some comedian buddy of his on watching it, that might have worked. Right, right. You know? But, or in the reverse, we could easily be making fun of the Manning. Like, you remember that disaster? Totally, you know what I mean? Completely. Um, yeah. But this is him telling a story about working with uh, Al Michaels. Oh, Al Michaels is a genius. Where's the camera that can sell that? Al Michaels is a genius. But uh, if you make him laugh... He kind of gets thrown off, and he is—he can't stop laughing. And my weird, arcane references would always make oh, him laugh. You had the weirdest. So we were on one night, and uh, Chris Carter had hurt his foot, and they were wrapping it in a gauze bandage. And I said to Al on the air, "I said, you know, Al, 
Uh, I haven't seen that much fabric used since the environmental artist Christo wrapped the Pont Neuf Bridge in Paris. <laughs> this is during a football game. Larry has no Al idea what hits his sneeze button, which cuts his voice out to the home viewer. He looks at me and he says, are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and Olmeyer, who's down in the truck, you know Don, he oh. fancies himself an art aficionado. I actually hear Olmeyer in my headpiece say, no, Al, Christo, environmental artist, that's a solid reference, solid reference. Okay, <laughs> third and six. I like uh, trying to, if, I, if possible, I always try to include a Larry King uh, yes. clip. Because he asks, I think, the best questions. There's a, uh, at the beginning of that interview, Dennis Miller's on promoting... Um, I guess in the you know in the month of May that year he was hosting uh, Turner Classic Movies. Okay. So you know every Thursday at eight, Dennis right. Miller would make some you know joke about Rain Man, and then Rain Man would come. Right, out. right. So uh, Larry King he goes uh, every Thursday in May, Dennis Miller will be hosting Turner Classic Movies. Why are you doing this? <laughs> accusatory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, my main uh, takeaway from that clip is. Because we played uh, the Artie Lang, uh, Bob Euchre story a couple weeks ago also. Oh, the ground ball, the short area. How good are these, like, do all the mics go off when you hit the cough button? Not for Tom Brenneman, they don't. <laughs> yeah, right. The <laughs> How are guys getting fired? <laughs> I, I, what the fuck? Well, I think, it, I think it, I, I, here's a little tip. If people like you, like people oh, like you, okay, Cardell yeah, Michaels, make I, think, sure. I think they're paying more attention. <laughs> yeah. if somebody's an asshole, sometimes I think you might get fucked over. Yeah. But we had Michaels on my old show with Jerry and... Uh, like we talked to him for like five minutes before he was fucking great. Yeah. Like, like totally bullshitting, like yeah. F bombing and stuff. And then came oh, on yeah. there and he, but he was also funny during that. But I think that was like, you couldn't have put Dennis Miller at that point in history in a better possible. Like imagine, like imagine they put him with like Summerall and like Madden or something. Right. Like, which would actually have been really fun. <laughs> it would have been great. But yeah. like they actually gave him the best possible guy to work with. I think everybody says Fouts is like a really nice guy. It just didn't like, it didn't, it, I have to admit as well, as much as I liked it, it just didn't sound right to my ear. It just right. seemed almost too unnatural. I think what fucked him too is, um, I don't know if he actually signed. There was talk of like renewing him for a third season. Right. Um, but some were all retired, so Madden was on his own. And they were like, all right, let's just bring John. Oh, that's probably right. I think that's probably in large part what fucked him also. Right. Um, Yeah. So then, I mean, after, so the, the HBO show ended and then he went into radio, which he called like, um, I think he said something to the effect of like the, the radio show best represented him. I listened to that sometimes. He was yeah. on Westwood One mm-hmm. for like eight years. Long I think time. it was like 2007 to 2015, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, and you know, they would they would get into like politics and stuff, but he would all like he had Norm on a bunch, he would have comedians on. Yep. Um, and so like I think he said that best represented him, which Maybe it's because I uh, watched Joe Dirt when I was a kid, but I could see that him as a radio guy makes sense to me. I also think he got yeah. more. He also did the best interview I've ever heard with Hanks. So I think he could have actually been almost like a Marinish kind of guy. Yeah. If he had gotten in that game in like 09. Or oh, even when the radio. Well, I guess you know what I mean. He did start a podcast. He did, though. but it was like, but it was, but it was yeah. political. I think. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. If he had done like ten, five or ten minutes of whatever. And then brought in an old comedian buddy or an actor buddy or even a political guy. Yeah. I think that would have been like, uh, yeah, that's been, true. I would have been very into it in like 2010. Very yeah. into it. Because I always, the, the, oh, I mean, like I love the, we have a couple Norm, I think those might be our last two clips is Norm, right? Yeah. Yes. He loved, he lo- I mean, he loved Norm. He loved Norm. And when he would have him on the radio show and there was a bit that they would do that I, I, don't, I still don't understand to this day. Norm would call into his radio show. Right, right, and say, right. And say that he was working on a ventriloquist act. <laughs> right, right. And Dennis Miller would have to talk to the puppet right. that no one could see. He's on the right, phone right, calling right. in. <laughs> and it was just this most bizarre. But yeah, he really uh, loved Norm. And uh, as you yeah. know, as a devoted listener to this program, mm-hmm. uh, we try to shoehorn Norman as much as possible. So I have two Norm clips if you're uh, ready. And Norm, you can just tell by the, synth- the way Norm talked. Norm is clearly influenced by Dennis Miller. Oh, yeah, like, for like sure. There's, like that's a, and there's that sort of... You know, it's funny. I think of his five favorite comedians, two are probably Miller, probably George and Dennis. Yes, yeah, yeah honestly, yeah. I think George Miller's his favorite comedian. I, he said that to Letterman, anyway. Yeah, 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 which, yeah, you know, you could almost do a George Miller episode, almost. Yeah, almost. I'll have to look more into it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I only know that Norm and Letterman liked him. <laughs> yeah, what was the what was the joke that he likes best? The uh, um, you have uh, you know you, you have all these specialized uh, waiters now. You have the uh, oh yeah the the, 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 the yeah, <laughs> yeah you gave it away. But yeah, 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 I did. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a very funny joke about Dan Fogelberg that Norm liked too, and he had another one. Oh, the um, I forget the guy's name, but it, like George Miller would tell this joke about how he would be watching. He'd go back home. And he'd watch a, a this is uh, Norm telling the joke. He, he would watch um, 
like a like one of these like out in Africa wild shows where like the the, the the lions would be eating each other and these guys would be out. And the guy who produced it had like a directed had like a wild last name. I forget the guy's last name. And then the it would be produced by that same person. And the mom would say it's it's really crazy that these two people like have the exact same name and they're working on this show. It was <laughs> the way he told it, Norm loved that joke. Very, which is actually a very funny joke. Norm does like almost impressions of guys at different points. Like he almost does a Rodney impression with certain oh, deliveries, sure. yeah. and Dennis Miller's another one. Rickles yeah. a little bit. Another perfect example, by the way, too, of a guy. And I think I think that's actually a good name because I think a lot of those guys, Leno mentioned them too, and um, and Dennis Miller. Because Rodney was so good to younger comedians, yeah, and so like generous, and so I think those guys learned from him, yeah. And I think th- I think that's actually been a like you know, so I think that's why like the and then Miller was that that way to like the Sandlers, and then those guys are good. So I actually do like that, but yeah. yeah so yeah, Norma Cohen, I actually heard those every once in a while, yeah. like the Dennis's radio show, yeah. So uh, our last two clips are from the <laughs> HBO show, and they were really just they don't even really have anything to do with Dennis Miller, other than being examples of how you let these guys go, which was good as a host. Um, but I think the first one is uh, Norman Spade when they were on Dennis Miller. This is, <laughs> these are actually the first two. These two clips are how I was introduced to Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking, you know, because they have that Viagra thing out. Yeah. And the other day, but you know, Bob Dole said came right out and said he was one of the first. Yeah. And, you know, you don't want to hear about Bob Dole's <laughs> cock, you know? <laughs> I mean, President Clinton's cock, Bob Dole's cock, what the hell? But mostly, an old man like that, an old man, you don't want him to have a super hard cock. You know what I mean? Why? Why? Because an old man, you want him to be uh, got a pipe going, a newspaper, the dog at his feet there? Well, that, in some corners, is considered pipe. Oh. <laughs> But now they're going to have to create some goddamn pill that, that makes women aroused at the sight of a fucking 70-year-old dude with a super hard cock. You know what I'm saying? Crazy. This is Viagra. It's insane. And you know what it's for? Impotent people. All right? It's for impotent guys. So get this. The, the, I read this. The, 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 the pill can make your cock hard for four hours. Right. So now, who has the four-hour hard cock? The impotent guy. <laughs> the rest of us are fucked. Me and you. Me and you got our regular cocks. Meanwhile, fucking Spade is, uh, you know. <laughs> no, Spade's there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Refer yeah. <laughs> to Spade. <laughs> and Norm ended up turning that. That's uh, on... I believe Hitler's dog, or me doing stand-up. I forget which one. Yeah. But that was a stand-up bit uh, years later that right. I used, as is the next one I have also from uh, the Dennis Miller show. It's funny, before you play it, I, it was funny when Miller would go on Letterman a lot early mm-hmm. on, and he would do a lot of his a lot of his material on Letterman within the... Uh, like, Letterman would be like, oh, have you been down south recently? He's like, yeah, I've been in West Virginia. It was, it was yeah, interesting. Yeah. He would do a lot of recycled stuff then. Yeah. He was a good Letterman guest, I imagine... Letterman probably didn't put him on at the end because he was different politically, I guess. I don't yeah, know. right. I guess. Uh, well, also, Dennis, Dennis Miller was now promoting at the end of Letterman. Sure, he was doing stand-up, but it's very yeah. weird. Like, you know, like we said, like he's like aligned himself. Like he, he and O'Reilly do like live shows together. Right. Which cannot be that entertaining, I wouldn't think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is weird, but also like the guests. I, we talked about this last week with uh, Rickles on Carson. Yeah. I said it was always bizarre to me that they didn't choose Rickles as the last guest and they chose Robin Williams. I find that so odd. And then Letterman pretty show? much copied everything Carson did. <laughs> yeah. So it they had, like, yeah, they had Rickles. His last appearance was not, I think, that close to the finale, it was, right? It was months. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. In, so I, I, we played a clip from the uh, Rickles' last appearance, and uh, he says, so you're leaving in May, right? So yeah. I'm not sure the exact month, but it was months away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's that was very, because he was, pro, I mean, you got, it's already been on, but like for like, Guys, I remember like my grandfather, like or whoever, like if Rickles was on Carson that night, it was like an event. Yeah. yeah it was very weird. I bet Midler sing to him and like yeah. Robin Williams on as his last guest. Yeah. So I think Letterman was kind of, I mean, he had Norm on for the last time, which was cool, but yeah, I don't think Although he, had, he, had, he had, he had Rickles on the last week with Stern. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, Because okay. Rickles right, was good. so that's old. So he had Stern on. Yeah. And he had to bring Rickles out with him. Right, right, right. Because Rickles was like really slow, really yeah. slow down at that point. But yeah. So this one's Rickles on, we're now going into the... Uh, no, sorry, this is still, this is just Norm on... Uh, no, no, but I'm, saying, but I'm saying for the listener listening to this podcast, is the oh, yeah, Rickles, this is week after. Carson was already been up. Yes, that was last week. And so just for people listening now, yes. at this point listening, 
Tucker Carlson would have been gone from Fox for like a week now, Dave. <laughs> oh no, yes. I gotta hear this news. Yeah, this is, yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I watched Dave while he did this. His like eyes got huge, his head shot My up. God. That, is, that was some shocking information. That was some shocking I don't want to spend too this. much time on this on this program, but yeah. this was, there is an inevitability, as I said, to $800 million lawsuits. Definitely, definitely. Tucker's oh, a friend. Right. <laughs> Maybe Dennis will take that job. That'd be great. <laughs> anyway, so here's Norm. Yeah, on, this is the uh, first, yeah, this is actually the first uh, Norm. I, oddly, I heard Frank Caliendo reference this clip oh, Jesus. on Opie and Anthony in like really? 2001 or something. Yeah. And um, it was on the Dennis Miller show. And Norm turned this into a stand-up bit as well. Have you ever done anything in your long and storied career that you consider specifically to be in bad taste as you look back on it? Maybe at the time you thought it was a good play, but you look uh, back on it and you think that was in bad taste. Well, sometimes like in stand-up, I'll do jokes that are, uh, that I, th like one time I was doing this thing in San Francisco and they were all gay uh, people in the audience, they told me, so I figured I'll in do In San it. Francisco? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured I'd do stuff about gay people so that they could relate to Yeah, it. it's warm up. Right. <laughs> they love that. And so I was talking about, because I went to this gay pride parade and I saw in it there were these uh, old men and old ladies like with these uh, signs that said, we are proud of our gay son, you know? And so I was saying, that's an odd thing to be proud of, you know, because it's not an achievement, you know? It's not like something you work all your life to be gay or anything like that. And I, I just wondered, I just, I, I had a hard time believing that these 50, 60 year old men are actually bragging, you know, at work like they're, hey, uh, Bill, you know, uh, my kid, oh my God, we're proud of him, Johnny. He uh, graduated from Harvard, you know, a first in his class, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, now he's articling over at a law firm and, uh, oh yeah, he loves cock. This <laughs> kid. <laughs> he can't get enough cock in his mouth, his ass, this kid's always cock. Very funny. I got a picture of the boy here sucking another man's cock. <laughs> <laughs> To watch the maturation of you as an artist, to realize <laughs> it took you nine and a half minutes to get around to the sucking cock stuff. <laughs> it's beautiful to see you comfortable in your own skin, Normie. All right. Normie, yeah. He genuinely loved Norm. You could tell yeah. every time he was like excited to get Norm yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That reminds me of the Norm thing, the joke he did when he was on with Seinfeld. I'm sure he's done other places. The, yeah. um wonder about how he's wants his son to be comfortable if he's gay and he keeps asking his son if he's gay and now his son believes that he's gay, <laughs> yeah. which, is yeah, very, yeah, which is a funny yeah. sort of cousin of that joke. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I think Miller's, uh, I mean, I think his legacy is like, you know, when he, when he dies, hopefully 20 years from now or whatever, I think it's weekend update. I think that For trumps sure. yes. even the right wing Monday night football. It's all that, but I think he's, if you think of Dennis Miller, if you're my age, like you think of him doing weekend update and that's, you know, for me, I, I mean, I love Norm at Weekend Update, but I think Norm is a better comedian than Weekend Update guy. Yes. I think Dennis Miller is the best Weekend Update guy of all time. Norm, like a close second. Uh, but it's actually one of those ones, like the last, they've had a pretty good run. The guys now are good. Yeah. You know, uh, 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 um, you know, I think, Tina Fey. Yeah, I think Kevin Young was better than people give him credit for. Yeah, Tina Fey was good. I like, I'm biased, but I like I Colin, Colin Quinn too. Yeah. yeah, he was he was almost too gruff for it. Yeah. But it worked. Like, they've actually had a pretty, there they've had a pretty good run the last 30 years, actually. Right. Much better than the show. They, um, I almost feel like if Dennis Miller had his career in reverse, people would remember him in much greater. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, SNL is the big thing that he did. Yeah. And then over the years, it's gotten more and more, like, less people watched the HBO show, and Monday Night Football was a flop, and then he had the radio show. If he started as, like, a radio guy that had a nice career, you know what I mean? Tried yeah. Monday Night Football, it doesn't work, whatever, but then you end with, what, you know, whatever the level of SNL would be. I don't be. think a lot of people think of him as a stand-up comedian. Yeah, it's weird. And yeah. I, it's almost... That that's the strange thing I, I struggle with because like I wouldn't call him a failure. Oh no, by any, by no, any no, means. No, no. But I think if you look at the start of his career, it wasn't what people expected him to be at the right. end. You know what I yeah. mean? But <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't think he was afraid to take chances though. I'll say that. Yeah, like he left SNL basically when he was at the top. You know, he took the Monday Night Football thing that could have been that you know that that was a risk. The yeah. late night stuff and even like the political thing. If it's some people think it's sort of an easy thing, but like you, you get a lot of brushback yeah. for that. And so. he has always been around. He hasn't disappeared. You know, he's always kind of around. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't Go know. Ahead. Do you think we missed anything with uh, Dennis Miller? I don't think so. Like I said, he had, a, he had a sort of a strange, quick film career that kind of came and went. Um, 
But no, like I said, he was a good he was a good late night guest. He would do Leno and Letterman. I think he's like he's one of those guys who I think was a neutral party um, guy for them. Uh, he was on Kimmel, I think, as recently as like three or four years ago. Yeah, I saw that. I, well, it's funny because I saw them talking about like, is it hard to be Politics, a right wing comedian? Yeah. But I was like, I feel like Kimmel wouldn't do that now. I don't would have him on now. Yeah, and no. he's and as you said earlier, like I think because he has stuff with like O'Reilly and Fox News, but he's pretty much a, a pretty basic uh, libertarian. Yeah. So. He's kind of like Mar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think this episode's going to air after the Tucker Carlson news. So we'll just kind of. We'll bleep his name every I just time. Don't think, I don't think any podcast will be on after that. I think Colleen wanted to stop the show and like go and have us do like a live reaction show to this. Or we could just do I this. I think Dave, no? That was, uh, I, were you expecting that? I wouldn't have I'm not surprised that. at that. I, I thought yeah. there would be one major name. I thought it was going to be Hannity. Yep. Um, but I thought it was going to be one major name that was going to be gone from this. It's 800 million bucks. I know, but that must have been. Like, how hard is it to let go Car- Tucker Carlson, of all people? I well, would you have Steve Robinson in the wings. I don't think it's that difficult that's at a, all. That's an exciting prospect. The next Dennis Miller. I mean, the people listening to this show, Steve <laughs> Robinson used to be the producer of my show, Mike. Yeah. I and by po- the way, I have a podcast. This yeah. is uh, Kirk, used to work for uh, WEI Thank in Boston. You, yeah. I should have said that. <laughs> Uh, you may know him for that or his work on Barstool Sports, the Kirk Minahan Show. It's a Matt Carano entrance, uh, introduction if I've ever yes. heard one. Or uh, the golf podcast with Riggs. Yes. Perhaps well, you've yeah. never heard of that. Check no. that out. Yeah, hopefully not. Um, but yeah, but no, I, to me, my favorite comedian. Um, have you guys on Rodney? I keep forgetting. Yeah, he was one of our first ones. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my favorite my favorite comedian ever is, uh, that. My that's my favorite album anyway. His career, to your point, is it underwhelming? Yeah. After when that album came out, as much as I liked him, listen to that album. If you said to me this was going to be his career, I'd probably say, but I kind of like that he did it his way. So yeah. I'm all right with it. Um, yes. Yeah, so thank you very much to Kirk. I think the big debate will be was it better to have Kirk on or no Craig? So thank you to it's Dave tough. Cullinan as well. It's a tough, it's tough. Call. Yeah. It's not easy. How do you do calling you with the clips? I thought he did. We got them job. all, Dave. You won't see the video of them. I no. mean, I screwed up with the Tucker Carlson thing, obviously. So that's a big mess. I'm saying the clips. Did you get all the clips? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, good. And he went out of order, too, and I was prepared for it. So. I'm a freewheeling kind of a guy. I'm you crazy. Mean you were able to recognize a number once you said it to you if it wasn't in order? Well, they're not, it's pretty good. <laughs> they're not labeled the clearest thing in the world. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I like I the labels also, to be like I see them. Yeah. I also say every once in a while, if I tell a joke on the show, like I will actually even, or on the, like I will actually run my hand through my hair. Like Dennis Miller did. I think I got that from you. You know, I've noticed you do that, but yeah. I've never associated with that. Yeah, if you funny. watch it, if you watch the timing of it, I think that is part of it. Because, you know, yeah, because I, my buddy, we would we would literally do what Carvey would do. We'd be like, we'd be driving somewhere or something. It'd be an accident or something. I haven't seen something that tragic since the uh, weekend grosses for last action hero. I, uh, you know. Like, okay, babe. Yeah, we would put Dennis Miller in like different movies. Like if Dennis Miller would play Kevin Costner in JFK. Like, you know, or like. <laughs> That's great. Or if he played Liam Neeson in Schindler's List. You know, like. Oh, that should have been the sketches he was in on yeah. SNL. <laughs> like, oh, this pin, two more, you know, two more lies, man. I probably, we probably should have spent more time on this. You know, that, you know, that kind of thing, babe. <laughs> funny. Yeah, so. There you um, go. Yes, and if you don't already, make sure you subscribe to uh, both the Kirk Minahan Show and this program. Yes, please. Uh, go to blindmike.net, Apple, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube. Uh, this episode might not get demonetized from YouTube because we didn't play uh, any videos. So Where's my nice. guy? Where's uh, 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 the producer? Not Craig, the other guy, the, the lunatic. Matt? No. Oh, Hackerot. Yeah. Oh, he'll be chopping up these clips and making you look great. Don't oh, good. Worry. Yes. Well, under his name, I hope. Under <laughs> yeah. his product, good. Yeah, Kirk Minan brought to you by Hackeride. Oh, good. Excellent. Fantastic. Um, and subscribe to the Patreon if you'd like to get these episodes a week early as well as uh, bonus episodes. A couple bonus episodes we have that are either up already by the time you hear this or coming soon. Our um, Artie Lang's Joe Buck incident. Oh, sure. I couldn't believe I left that out of the Artie Lang episode. So oh, I, right. I, yeah. I'm doing a full episode on it. And um, uh, Opie and Anthony homeless Charlie incident, which is something they almost got oh, fired yeah, for. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, excellent. Um, so if you want those, subscribe to the Patreon. Uh, you get these episodes a week early as well. And um, until next time, we will see you on Why Are You Laughing? Zip it up and zip it out. Here we go.